Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. All I wanted was a pie. And then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphoric? Is it, is it deep? Is it deep? Good boy. He's got all that shy and bright. Blimey, Governor. It's the Shy Life Podcast. Excellent. Hello, campers. How are you? Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. How you doing? I'm all right. Um, I'm back uh, this time with Nick. Hello, Nick. It's me again. Hello. Um, A man of few words. No, well, no, although... Well, no, you have to be fed them by a computer. Yes, Yes, you may have guessed, listeners, we're we're doing another of our word episodes, although it's amazing how one word could trigger so much chatter. So it's... One man, one word. The the computer gives us one word, and and we give them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of words. (laughs) Anyway, we don't know what the words are, so let's get the... uh, uh, theme music playing when we come back we'll we'll get talking yes on that theme music darling it's the shy life podcast <laughs> <laughs> You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello Paul I'll I'll go anywhere for potato delicious this particular episode of the shy life is is a little more abstract than usual. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found out my secret. I think he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. So we do be psychic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> But has the Shy Life podcast, no doubt. I don't think so. It's all green. Yum, 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 yum. Right, we're back. I suppose we should... we should just start. <laughs> well, let's do it, um, yes. Let's, 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 uh, let's do the shot right here. I'm not sure that we've done it before doing more than one word at a time... We did, yes. ...has really benefited... Not really, well, I don't no, think it's no. necessarily benefited, but we might do one towards the end. Let's, but we'll, I think we'll just stick to one word most of The first word we have is... B. B. As in buzz, buzz, buzz. Buzz, um, buzz, buzz. Oh, I guess it, I guess it can... I guess it could be... The letter B, because I think I guess that's how you'd spell the letter B as well. If you've got to stop something about uh, a, a particularly uh, the letter like B, um, 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 I think so. Either buzz, 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 B. Or I think B. I'll go for the buzz, buzz, buzz. Um, yes. I in the nineteen seventies, mid nineteen seventies, on the Southampton Road, which is now the car park of Home Bargains and which the whole area has been built up immensely since the 70s. Um, 
there were allotments, uh, one of which belonged to my mum. And on the end of the allotments, near the road, were some beehives. Uh, this is probably my first encounter with beehives. I knew enough in the, about bees to know that they stung and, you know, you need to, to be careful with them. But I really was actually pretty fascinated with these beehives. Um, I think if people were keeping beehives, when people keep beehives now, they they wouldn't keep them on the on the on the road. I mean, the pollution would would be very good for the poor loves. Um, but I suppose back then it wasn't quite so populous. But um, yes, I, I was I was fascinated with it, fascinated and fearful, I must admit. But um, I remember getting a book. Was it bought for me? I think it was bought for me. It wasn't a ladybird book, but it was similar. A bit larger format to a ladybird book. And it was all about bees and beekeeping. And, um, but yeah, it, it, it was, it was explained the whole process. And it was fascinating. And I can easily see why people keep bees. Um, it, I, it would freak me out a little bit, I think. But they are fascinating. Of course, they're as they've been well for years they've been blighted with all sorts of uh, infections um and uh, i know that even when i started well they started before i started i started at the hospital i was a hospital dj and um i remember even back then in 97 going up and down oddstock road there were there was always a, a dying or dead bee and that it's I, it's a scenario I see every day even now, and you know you think the poor creatures you know that w- what's wrong with them? But of course the scientists are very worried about bees and the future of bees, and the fact that you know the. But I I think last year with COVID and mankind gone to ground, I, I don't think yes last year was too bad uh, a year for bees. I think it was it was pretty. Um, Bussing, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, and also it, I was stung by a bee um, in the summer of '79. Uh, now I'd, I was quite pleased that I'd got through uh, my life without being stung by a bee. I was always a little bit fearful of it, and um, I I was sat down with my friend on the path in, in the, our back garden at Kent Road. And I felt a pain in my leg and I looked down and there was this sort of sting with a fluffy bit on the end and this bee very groggily kind of heading to down the, the garden path to die. And I think it wasn't so much the pain, it was the fact that I had been stung. I'd actually been stung and I'd seen people stung on... Uh, I, I know that um, I'd seen people stung on, on the, in on tv or in the movies or you know and 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 i think it was the shock of that it actually had happened to me more than the pain that that sort of sent me into hysterics um but yes it's they they leave us like a sponge on the end which sort of is where the poison goes in i think they knocked it off before that was poison but um no it was i and i don't think i've been stung since Unless, unless I've got so butch now that I don't notice. <laughs> I, I've been stung by wasps a few times, but I don't think I've been stung by bees. I, I got stung by a wasp when I... I remember particularly when I was uh, working at Sandhurst in the library and we were 
returning books to the shelf because we had this renovation and it was the summer and I was, wasn't wearing smart clothes, I was just wearing a t-shirt and I used to wear sort of like a, a shirt unbuttoned over the top of the t-shirt and, and uh, a wasp sort of must have flown and got caught trapped between Ooh. the two layers and, and, and then got scared and tried to sting me. And, Nasty. Uh, and succeeded. Uh, <laughs> and succeeded, yeah. yeah. And we also had wasps uh, when I was in Camberley um, we had wasps up, up in the roof space above my room. Um, oh, I remember that. And, and, yes. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I shouldn't talk too much about wasps because we might get wasps as a word later on. I, I have to say that wasps, I, I've actually, despite the fact that they sort of, I've probably seen more wasps than I have bees in my life, and you know, they, they were the bane of my life uh, at one point. I've never, I've touched wood, I've never actually been stung by one. And that's knowing my love of sweet things. I'm actually rather amazed about that. Um, so uh, it's more more luck than anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, but bees, yes, I'm much more. You know, I, I, I'm not less freaked out by bees now, and I always try and uh, kind of help. You know, sort of help them out. Uh, there was one that uh, got caught in our lounge the other day, and we, you know, because we're fortunate because we got plenty of windows and a back door, so uh, it didn't even though he was a bit dozy, it didn't. It, he did eventually get out, but um, yeah, we, we had the same thing the other day. We managed to help guide him towards the front door. But I feel like we had a probably had a bee's nest or some bees moving um, in in my dad's allotment. Mm. I have a feeling that they were sort of grouped around uh, hanging from a branch in the in and they I think they had to be encouraged to go to to fly on to either where there were hives or to somewhere that wasn't quite so dangerous for them and for people there was there was something about that on Facebook recently uh, a whole uh, uh, information about the whole if you see a clump of bees don't be alarmed you know they're they're, they're just looking for a they're just they're homeless looking for a hive don't just move them on I, th- I think compared to when we were kids where you know oh it's me you know and uh you, you set out you know it's kill or be you know the attitude is kill or be killed i think this generation and and even us uh a little bit more educated on how it's important to sort of try and keep them alive if we can um i was yeah i was feel I, um often more recently i had sort of honey and lemon drink I'm, I, we have lemons yeah. in the fridge and we have we have honey and I quite often like making a, a sort of honey and lemon drink before bed and, and I, I think I have a sort of it's probably a little bit silly but I sort of feel that that uh, honey is sort of sort of a magical quality but oh it is I mean it, I, I, I like yeah. honey um, I have it have it with me toast on Sunday mornings and uh, yes and I'm most grateful to little fellas uh, but which of course I, I I guess brings me to my association with although there are other things that I think of when I think of the word B I mean it's the first it's the first few letters or not not quite but it sounds like the first few letters of the Beatles oh, yeah. who I, I was very interested in f- for many years but they don't really have any proper um, B uh, links and then I guess the other thing I thought of um, was how, how much I was always very interested in the B side of of, uh, of his, oh, yeah. uh, record, um, and, and uh, sort of sometimes the B side was more interesting than the A side. But but I think whilst we've been talking, it's reminded me 
a more clear uh, sort of B connection would probably be the story or maybe the episode of Tales of the Unexpected World Oh, oh yes. Um, by Roald yeah. um which is one of the more sort of fanciful uh, sort of uh, weirder stories where babies fed raw jelly um, and, it, and, it, and how, how it affects the baby. Yes, I, I, I've got that one. <coughs> um, but no, also, um, talking of telly with bees, um, I think I've always had a sort of... I've had, although I respect bees, I've always had a certain fear of bees and wasps' nests. And um, one of the things... I remember on telly was a, a children's serialization that was done for schools and colleges programs of uh, a, a, a book called Sleepers on the Hill. Now I've forgotten the title until recently. We were talking children's telly um, site. Uh, we were talking about it. Uh, you know, I said, "Well, here's here's something I've never been able to pin down. Can anyone remember a?" Um, a t- children's program where they broke into a, an old cottage and discovered a bee's nest. Um, and then, uh, where, uh, you know, in the last episode, there were some baddies and they, they actually got rid of them by sort of disturbing the bee's nest. Um, so, um, and Keith came to my rescue because he, he said, oh, that's uh, Sleepers on the Hill. And it, uh, the title immediately came back to me. I said, like, yeah, of course. Um, from about 1974, 75. And um, I've got a book on my Amazon wish list. So, you know, I thought, oh, I'd like to... Because well, the DVD did... There's, it's not on DVD or anything, but I, I kind of like to read and go back and see what it's all about. Um, but, yeah, that's, so it was... Yeah, but a little bit, little bit scary still. Um, bees nests and things. Yeah. There was that episode of uh, Doctor Who... A more recent Doctor Who, well, still old Doctor Who now, really. <laughs> but uh, the David Tennant episode, which had, which was that weird. Oh, some some people seemed to be very keen on it, and I never re- really clicked with me because it, it was partly about Agatha yeah. Christie and and what happened to her when she yeah. vanished. And I think, as an Agatha Christie fan, that would have been enough. Yeah, I think. Or, or maybe, or maybe there could have been something. But I'm it not would have been sure perfect fodder for a, a, a pure historical, which I think I wish the production team on Doctor Who would grow up and and you know have the balls to actually do a. Everything has to be linked to be aliens, and and it, it gets very repetitive. I know exactly what you mean. I I didn't like that one. I I thought it was. The giant wasp was a bit of a daft monster. I guess it was wasps. Not it was a wasp, yeah. Oh dear, we see, we, I can't <laughs> keep away from wasps. And I, I, I thought, you know, I, I get, I suppose I get narky about the way clergy are portrayed. It was a typical ineffectual uh, cl- clergyman, you know. I thought, oh yeah, here we go again. Same old, same old. But, uh, yeah, I, it, it wasn't terribly good. And of course, also with Doctor Who. Um, not particularly convincingly done, but um, uh, Delta and the Bannermen with the the, the the rather bizarre idea of, of sort of trapping the baddies by um, globbing them with rather rather precious honey that um, the beekeepers taken years to collect, and you know just just so they can at a momentary escape, you know, um, bizarre, bizarre. You know, I, it, it, I like Delta and the Bannermen, but that, that's a it's a bit of a cringeable moment. 
I think it's probably time to move on to another word. Let's see what we come up with now. Um, we have the word juice. Juice. Um, that should get our juices flowing. Do you, do you want to start us off with juice? I suppose, yeah, I suppose the thing that comes to mind is, is what, like, probably quite a noughties thing. I expect it still does go on, but the UK seemed to go through a, a phase with having shops that just sold, like, muffins or just sold um, fairy cakes or, like, but really expensive. Um, I think that it, we also went through a stage of selling very expensive juices, um, every supermarket or super or shopping centre seemed to have uh, a juice bar, um, uh, and where you would pay about four quid for for sort of freshly squeezed um, uh, juice. I, 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 I don't. It might be that I don't go shopping as much, or it might be that, that it's one of those things that sort of faded out. But I mean, I was I was probably as guilty as anybody as, as spending my four quid on. On, on, on some squashed um, oranges and a bit of ice uh, uh, but uh, I tend to think of it though as being a sort of maybe a, a noughties into early yeah. 2010s thing but uh, uh, but other than that um, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not sure what uh, what else comes to mind? What, what I tell you, you what. Okay, well, the first thing that came to mind was a bit naughty, actually, and ju- ju- <laughs> juices in the terms of you know, on a sexual point of view, or something. <laughs> and just goes to show what a one track mind I have. But also creative juices flowing, and things uh, like that, and and um, you know, um, when they're sort of talking about ideas and things like that, and and walking around the park and thinking, oh yeah, oh yes, oh we could do this and that, and that. Um, uh, last year with the um, very much with the the book I was doing and previously when we were doing a woman for reasons, um, you know, I, it's very much the creative juices can flow when I'm walking to work mostly as well. Um, or, you know, and I've got that time to think. Um, but also, I mean, I used to have a juice pack that I used to take to work and they're not to work to to school. And I had a different flavor each day. Um, Five, what was it Five Alive? Five oh, Alive, that's right. Yeah. I remember those in the eighties, and um, and I had a Ribena one day, and a Five Alive the next, and an apple juice and an orange juice. And juices are very, very actually juices are very important to me because um, I always have a um, glass of fruit juice with my breakfast, and then what Sundays are a little bit, little bit more elaborate because we're both in, so we usually sit down before we go to church and have a a juice each and and have a, a eggs and boiled eggs and um toast and a bit you know a bit of, but juices um Ali's getting more and more into juice into fruit juice um juice yes juice I know you I think you're I think, I think you're right about creative juices yeah. because I think I I um I'm often working out storylines or I can use I usually kind of tend to think um, I I kind of I'm confident enough in my my ideas that uh, I'll I'll get from A to B and work out 
the twists and but but I'll think of different alternatives rather than just go go for the first one that comes along there are things that just write themselves really I mean um I remember that that episode of um or that chapter of um woman for all reasons where it was set in the children's play group and and that just one after the other and you know I got oh that that would be fun that would be fun that you know and and one thing led to another so um it's, it's, it's I think that's probably where my creative juices let me down. One of the few times where, where I really did get stuck as as to um, as to what to do next, because I think time was get, we were getting quite big gaps between. We were, I think, and, and we I think we logically reached a store a point in the story where it was time to. Um, start giving the audience answers rather than questions all the time. So. Yeah, I think I think because usually I'm a plot person. Well, I guess I'm a a dialogue and plot person, but I feel like I was more what I had been contributing was more character. Yeah, and and, and rather than plot, so I did feel like I I was a little bit sort of uh, I was busy working with the characters I was writing yeah. for or bringing, or bringing in little like the, the, the stuff I did which, which totally took it away for a few yeah. seconds but, in the um, se- but, but, not but then when I came to actually think yeah. well, how is this going to end I realised I wasn't that that um, sort of up on what we've been doing as a, from the story yeah, uh, but whereas yeah. I, I think I think yes you, it is terribly important because um, uh, I, 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 I've, I've sort of I like to think I combine the two. Really, I, I I get very worried about plots and and thinking, you know, sort of, is this making all making sense? Is this interesting enough? Is this keeping people's attention? Um, but the characters are, are fun to get into as well. Um, so I, ideally, I think you know the the combo of the two is is a nice one. But you you, you did t- to, to your credit, you did take the 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 whole sort of scope of for want of a better word, voyeurism, you know, of, of the idea, using the internet, of, of other people looking in and, and and to what extent other people are looking in, uh, to the next level, which gave me something to bite on as well. What I thought we could do for our next uh, word is, I think we did this in the second episode, what I'll do is I'll generate three words and you can pick which one you talk about. Oh, right, OK. If, if, of, if of course... You see two, you think, oh, I would like to talk about that as well. Yeah. We can possibly do that afterwards, but but choose okay. one as your main word, and yes. we might we might cover the other two as to whether we would have had anything to say or not. But uh, so let me let me generate three words. Right. Um, We've got three words. We've got throne, razor, or fertilizer. Oh my goodness! Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> throne, um, razor, yeah. razor. Um, um, ooh. Um, throne, razor, or fertilizer. I guess um, I'll talk. I, I guess, yeah, you, you, I guess you, I, you want to kick us off. Huh? I, I, I guess I think I don't think any of these jump out as being. I might say a little bit 
about each rather than, than picking one in this case because I don't think any of them but then as we talk maybe other, something else will come up but uh, uh, with Razor for instance I think I do sort of remember uh, having to shave I, I think I for the first time I sort of remember my dad sort of but I mean I never had a like a cutthroat razor um I, it was just an electric razor so really it wasn't a big deal the chances of hurting yourself with an electric razor is is quite uh low but uh yeah uh, I, I think I probably had to shave I don't know 11 at about the age of 11 or 12 um but uh, it's such a long time, all such a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, obviously, over the years, as I've grown, I suppose it's one of those things that people say if you've got a beard, oh, no, it's not tough to shave. But unless you are just going to grow a completely un, un sort of groomed beard, then, then there is still shaving and trimming and cutting oh, involved. Yeah. I mean, I don't even do it to the level that a lot of people do with you know, where they style it and. and and uh, sort of shape it and stuff, but uh, yeah, the the idea that having a beard or or a goatee or whatever involves you not shaving is is sort of <laughs> ludicrously inaccurate, really. <laughs> but uh, um, would, you, would you like to say something about one of those words? Yeah, I, I'm going to be slightly boring and actually go for razor too. Um, I think uh, uh, the one thing that springs to mind actually is. Um, I was always fascinated when growing up with with my dad's razors because he I think he had a various different ones and uh, they and he he would bring them out and assemble them and I I'd be fascinated by this long before um that it was ever you know I I ever shaved myself and I would you know he would give them characters and um um I've actually still got I think it was my third birthday, um, a, a, a birthday card from my dad um, saying uh, a happy birthday from daddy and Mr. Razor and his tail and and I think some of the bits. Were, they were, I, I very much saw them, it was, as a kid, I very much saw them as characters. Um, Razor-wise, yes, I've, I've had some... I've had some razors in my time. Uh, I think probably I've gone through periods where I've had a go at wet shaving. Uh, I used to wet shave without it going wet, which probably wasn't a very good idea. Um, and uh, I, for some reason, a couple of years ago, I got into my head to buy some shaving foam when I was between razors. I very much qu quickly got a razor for my birthday. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I've... I've, um, I think my favourite type. I know it's not very, um, it's not very str not as strong as the the ones with the heads. It's the foil ones because uh, they they're just easy to and um, and like the battery powered ones, which are. Whereas um, the one I've got at the moment needs to be plugged into the the lights in uh, in the bathroom, and the the internal heads keep falling out. Um, <laughs> every time you. You know, it goes, and I thought, oh dear, you don't like this, do you? And um, I have to assemble, reassemble all the heads. So my current razor is a bit of a pain in the bum. Um, so I, I, I think I'm still, I, I think, yes, but, but certainly portable. Ones that hold their charge are nice. The current one I've got doesn't hold its charge either. So, um, 
And yeah, when did I start? Sh well, I suppose I started shaving about 16, you know, when I started work. Um, I, of course, experimented very much with um, facial hair rather disastrously in the 80s, rather more successfully in the 90s. And because uh, we, we we all we all we all had beards in the in the nineties, and Houston, uh, you know, you, you and uh, Andy and so a lot of our old friends have still got them. Um, so, but I, I suppose, I, I kept going, I'm going through periods of no beard, no beard, beard, no beard, and then Ali came along and and she did she was adamantly against beards. Was the pre my previous two girlfriends have been very pro, so. Uh, that determined things. It all changed a little bit um, in 2019 when we went to Edinburgh and I thought I, I'd forgotten to take my razor. And to my surprise, she said, oh, you know, grow a beard, see, see how you feel. And, and of course, she hadn't actually been said this before. So I, I thought, yeah, let's give it a whirl. Um, by, a, by three or so weeks, I, I was, I suppose I'd been without for so long that it was I found it incredibly irritating so I did I decided not to go ahead with it although some photographs do exist from that time with me with with beard um so yes yeah, so, so my and of course in, inevitably at my age it came through um grey um but so yeah I've so yes yeah, so there is slight evidence uh photographic evidence of my um my teenies beard or the very very end of the teeny's beard, um, but and I I now also since then I've changed my whole pattern of shaving um, because I've suddenly realised I don't need to shave every day. So so I've shaved yesterday because I went to a funeral. I haven't shaved today. I was going to shave when because we had guests tonight and she isn't coming now, so I won't bother. <laughs> so I probably sh I'll probably shave tomorrow morning. Because uh, it's just not uh, with my colouring, it just isn't worth shaving every day. Uh, I, I don't think that you've got anything particularly to say about those other two words. I think we'll just move I on. I can't um, think of anything yeah, apart from the uh, Game of Thrones, I suppose. Game of Thrones, I don't know if you've ever seen it, I've never seen it, and of course, it's the, well, it's the kind of thing that they go on and on and on about at work. and I've never seen it, so <laughs> I can't come with it. I, I just don't. I saw I the first I season and I wasn't that excited about continuing on with it. Yeah. Um, right. Well, I think this time I'm a, I might do four words. Let's ah. <laughs> um, Okay. Well, we have television, we have thunder, we have coat. And we have chair. Mm. Well, well. I mean, we have a, we, we, television we, is, is almost involved, too broad. Yeah, we're involved in the whole um, podcast involved with television. Well, yeah. <laughs> television, yes. I mean, television, um, for me, yeah, I mean, I, was, I don't have Sky. Um, obviously, television was very important to me when I was a kid. But I don't have Sky now, and you know, there's so much we want to watch on. We enjoy continuing to watch on DVD. Uh, we have Freeview, um, and that, you know, it's quite funny. I I I, I try more things on on um, Talking Pictures, which is our main 
you know, of actual tuning into telly. That's our mainstay. Uh, we'll watch uh, Public Eye and um, what's the other thing? We've got Rumpole and the Bailey during the week. And Saturdays are quite fun because there's some fun, cheesy stuff. Uh, I, this morning, because I was, I was at home and Ali was at work, um, she was sort of telling me all about the because they've they've run the cinema serial things like that they always used to have on a Saturday uh, back in the thirties and forties uh, and fifties you know Champion the Wonder Horse and, and one of these che- cheesy serials you know from the from the golden age of cinema um, so I thought oh you know I've got a few things to do on the computer why didn't I just uh, you know settle settle at the sofa whilst I'm doing it and uh, and watch them and they were quite fun. Um, that uh, I yes we I don't sort of participate in much conversation about telly at work because it's all what's on the the Sky channels and and and, and the, the other thing is they they always talk about binge watching now I don't binge watch mostly I, I have to say that I like to have some variety about what I'm watching which is another another reason I'm I'm not mad about telly these days and so like on a on an evening where you know if we we might watch a talking pictures thing i will have something of um you know we'll have a a, a drama dvd and i like watching episodes just one or you know or if it's like a, the american comedy rules of engagement we like which we've got on dvd we, we do a couple of episodes of that because once you've taken the adverts out it's only about 19 minutes long um uh, and um they're fun. They're fun, and they're nice to have one after the other. But we would seldom watch more than two episodes of something. Um, so we, we, it's just that we like to spin it out a bit. You know, we'll do an episode uh, a week of something, and um, because I suppose, in a way, it's how we were brought up. You know, sort of, you had to wait until next week to find out, even if you know what's going on. But um, so yes, I have a rather retro relationship with television these days uh, because of my... Pro- I prefer things to be the older-fashioned way of making telly. That's the bottom line. I don't, I'm don't. i sort of not impressed with the way they make telly these days. I just find it a lot more duller. Um, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, the only comment shows I watch uh, Neighbours and Home and Away and Doctor Who yeah. went on. I, uh, yeah. I, our satellite... Um, satellite sort of box isn't at its best uh, I think we probably need a new one but Toby doesn't use it so we have Netflix so he watches mm. mostly things on Netflix What does he like watching? Uh, well, they're, they're, There are quite a lot of different sci- sci-fi and horror type shows but usually they're, they're sort of the series these days are only like, like 10 episode seasons The last few months I've gone all the way through Desperate Housewives because I saw the first few seasons at the time. Lucky old Desperate Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually have it on DVD, but I found I also had it on Prime. Yeah. Uh, so I watched it on Prime, and I, I'm about two or three episodes left. It's yeah. actually one of those situations where I wish, wished I had. You, often you, you come back and you sort of... You, know, you remember why you stopped watching, but uh, I watched The Walking Dead for years, but... Yeah. I guess sometimes it was very much like the survivors, yeah. To the point of 
come on, where are the zombies? I don't want to. I'm not watching this. I've seen the survivors. I don't want it to be like that. I've seen that. Um, I want. I want a bit more horror. Um, And you just got fed up with the whole seasons where they had had the same baddie. And towards the end of the time, I watched it anyway. And um, but just for housewives, I think it was more that I started dating somebody, and then perhaps wasn't around on the nights it was on and lost track of when it was on. Uh, So I actually. I've sort of got to the, the eight seasons of Desperate Housewives and I, I'm sort of a bit sorry there's only three episodes or two episodes left for me to watch because, um, I mean, it's probably going out on a relative high. With, uh, with sort of, um, so, so yeah, there's so much old TV. Um, it's a, sh- a shame if you only ever watch the sort of new things. The new things, yeah. you, uh, I think, um, trouble is people often... People watch old TV, but they watch their favourites. Yeah. Again and again and again, and and, and some, some, sometimes we're um, guilty of that. I, I'm certainly, I'm certainly guilty of that. But I will try. You know, it's, it's like um, at the, you know, uh, talking pictures will st- stick on things we've got on DVD, but we'll still watch them on talking pictures to give them the ratings, um, and because we enjoy watching it. I mean, um, um, Public Eye. I've, I've, I've got the 1969 season on dvd um obviously we've seen it but in um the 16 17 years we've had the dvd we've we've watched those episodes much more on talking pictures similarly um i've never owned a copy of the champions and my cousin lent it to me uh, looked at the box sets um about nine years ago and we rewatched them all because i don't think i've seen i'm not sure i'd seen them all or if i had i'd forgotten and um they're re- they're currently rewatching the champion. Usually on a on a on a Sunday we'll 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 do a we'll do what we call our Sunday special. We'll we'll um, uh, Ali will pick a, a series and we'll do it episode by episode throughout, and then I'll pick a series and we'll do it episode. But we've actually kind of curtailed that at the moment because they're showing champions which we haven't got, and I we both fancy watching again. Um, uh-huh. And so it's it's quite nice that we're we're kind of watching something that we don't have on DVD for a chance. My problem with uh, Talking Pictures was that it was one of the channels that was affected by as our Skybox became... Or whatever the problem is, Yeah, it just became harder to get lots of ch- a lot of the channels I wanted, or... Uh, and I presumed it... At one point I presumed it was the we- bad, we- bad weather was affecting reception, yeah. I'm not sure that's the case. Well, we, I, did want, yeah. I did go through a stage of looking, looking ahead on the week on, on uh, and setting setting the uh, I think we talked about um, one of the armchair thrillers that I, yes, I the one with Ian McShane I saw on there saw the the movie version and set it and, and I was I would often do things like that and then just kind of pick through what I'd recorded and then I'd sometimes find that I'd set it for something and then the the weather or whatever it was had had made it unwatchable so it seems um, to be only the two sun tv ones that they've got the rights for because uh De- um, dead man's kit and uh, high tide um i've never seen any of the thames one which is odd because they've got they um they have uh, lots of thames shows so i'd love them to show armchair thriller um but no champions is fun because i've it's been nine years since i've seen them all and and we we obviously we haven't got the dvd and I used to watch it 
when I in the seventies on on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> it's rather nice. Yeah, I do. It's one of the ones I picked. The, I picked up the box set um, in the sale, but I, I haven't watched them all yet. But uh, I think it's one of those series where I like. I kind of like like it, and the the stories are good romps, but the characters yeah. don't really ignite. They're they're they're, they're rather boring characters, um, yeah. and they they, yeah. they haven't really got any sort of interests outside of their commissions and, and they haven't got mm. you know you haven't got the, anything like the humour in the new as with the new Avengers mm. one of the, the other words that came up that I did want to mention as, as my word particularly um, is coat because I was thinking over the years how I've gone through stages of wanting to have like a particular type of coat or I remember in the in the 90s um, it wasn't really a, it wasn't really a, a bomber jacket. Would probably be, would you say that's what Ace was wearing in Doctor Who? Uh, without uh, a doubt, yes. Yeah, I, I think by there was that sort of mod jacket. That's right. That was very yeah. popular again in the in the mid nineties around yeah. Britpop time. Yeah. And I definitely had a coat that was a bit. I think I'm wearing it in that uh, shot that often appears on Facebook of of where I'm wearing my Blair T-shirt and what from um, Tide of Freedom. Yeah, I'm sure I'm wearing it at some point. If not in that photo, then around that time. But, uh, um, uh, but that because that was a very. I mean, really, that's just what my mum would probably call a, a sort of summer coat because it's not very thick. And but it but it was more for the style at the time that it was very sort of it was a bit moddy. And, mm. and uh, over the years, I've also I, I was very keen on and I struggled to get one that was quite right. Well, I always wanted a Paddington bear coat. I, I don't. I don't remember if I had one as a child, but as an adult, I wanted. I wanted one. And I remember my mum often. She used to get clothes from the Grattan catalogue, and and there was another catalogue she used. And I remember she got me a couple, and one of them. Uh, one of them I, I felt was sort of cheating at the duffel coat. Yeah. Because it had a, a, a zip underneath oh, no, the buttons. No. <laughs> and I thought, well, that's just... That's just toggle, or, for, toggle or bust. <laughs> yeah, you don't have both. And, yeah. and then I think I had another one which was more just... I mean, I got... I there, there was a stage where Primark was quite good for... I remember trying lots of... I mean, obviously, I also, when I was slimmer, you had, you had more option to try sort of things from these cheap shops because Primark for instance tends to be quite you know it doesn't have that much of a doesn't it doesn't um, tend to be very kind to the the, the larger gentleman um, <laughs> I, um, I do I remember meeting you at, uh, that was about 2004 uh, meeting you at the Salisbury Cathedral just outside Salisbury Cathedral and uh, you were wearing a duffel coat then I think you were saying you, you it reminded you a little bit of uh, that character from Image of the Fender um uh, yeah i i def- i think I'm, de- I'm pretty certain i had a duffel coat as a kid um i certainly had a duffel coat as a, a um teenager because i remember I, I have a photograph of uh, one of the bonfire nights from 83 um and yeah uh, i i i don't think i'd probably get away with one now um yeah some of the, some of these things are a bit age um Sort of. Uh, Why? You know, yeah. I, I went through a stick. The other thing, I, the, the last one I was going to mention was that um, I never really well because my dad didn't like denim type things. I never had much denim until I was well into my twenties, um, and uh, 
I, I went through a stage where I, I had a couple of denim jackets um, and I I started putting badges on them. Yeah. And uh, they got one of them was was more of a basic, quite quite a thin one, and then they had another one which was a bit had a sort of fur lining inside. Yeah. Uh, and and was, and was probably more for the winter, but they were both nice and snug. But I did cover them full of badges, and I was also around the time. This is probably in the noughties, probably when I was able, I was using different sites where I could do like a Master Commons badge or, yeah. a, or a Charlie Gerr badge or a yeah. Dini badge. So I'd have badges that I bought or pop badges, and then also some of my own badges. And it, uh, then I also had ba- you know bags that I had had badges on. But yeah. uh, they, they used to eventually you'd suddenly look and realise, oh, that one's dropped off somewhere. Well, you know, where's yes. that? Not really nice badge. So it did get a bit sort of. Um, um, a little bit sad. I have got. I, I. I think I'm a bit too big for my 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 last surviving one. But uh, I love denim uh, actually. I, I. I. The kind of shirts I was prob- probably the the coolest thing I was wearing was I. I went through a stage of wearing denim shirts from the nineties onwards. I don't remember ever wearing them in the eighties, and I wish I had. Because my wardrobe was a complete car crash in the in the in the eighties, um, but I yeah some of the some parks episodes where I'm, I'm wearing the denim I thought oh my gosh yes um, and uh, I actually you know it hasn't aged really denim denim you can still get away with wearing it and I I'm looking for a proper even now as we speak I'm looking for a proper denim um, either jacket or shirt. Um, I know we we're talk- supposed to be talking about coats, but um, I did have I have had some denim jackets, which would be nice. The trouble is, they're not quite as useful because I tend to, in the hotter weather, I tend to wear body warmers now. You know, kind of with because I like pockets. I, uh, if there was a denim one with lots of secure pockets, um, they they hardly ever have secure pockets. If they had, I'd be right on there. Um, I think yes, there was a few disasters that got the rice taken out of them very much uh in the 80s uh, with the waterproofs and um duffel coats and um i yes um with coats wise i've i wear a long black coat now but the thing is i mean i've i would do like to expand the lighter lighter jackets but despite the fact there's only two of us we seem to have endless coats and um I know it, there's there's an open there's a lighter tweedy one that I I don't wear so much that uh, winter coat wise, uh, simply because it hasn't got inner pockets, and um, I just I, I I much prefer inner pockets. Breast pockets are my favourite pocket ever. Um, seat po- um, pockets on the bum, ludicrous invention. I don't know who thought that was a good idea because you sit on everything you. You, um, I'm too I'm too hot blooded for for things in sitting on you know if I had a bit of, yeah if I, uh, if I had a and it's not it's not that I'm leaking moisture but no. I'm just hot no. uh, if I if I if I had a bit of paper in my back pocket and I sat down um, on it for for and it was really yeah. like a hot on a hot summer yeah. day it would just be a load of mush paper mache yeah it's a silly yeah. invention the bum pocket I don't know what they were thinking of but breast breast pockets i like i mean i use breast pockets all the time for my pass at work um but i yeah so i i think maybe maybe i've embraced the pocket much more over the years 
and um, I yeah. I mean, when I, when I went and had my, um, I have got quite a big coat that I got from. I can't remember where I got it from now, but I I got it mail order, so it was a bit of a risk that it was going to be the right size, but it was. Uh, but it's also quite warm. When I went and had my first COVID jab, um, I, I, it's the first time I've been out for ages, and it was a really hot, sunny day, and I was having trouble um, with with my hip that day and, 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 and getting about. So I got quite warm, and uh, and it's one of those you know, it's one of those coats that really is probably made for the. But um, it, you know, it was that period. I hadn't been out for ages. I wasn't quite sure. It was because we're talking about early March. I wasn't quite sure where yeah. we were sitting with. With, was it winter weather? Was it spring weather? And um, of course, when they do, when the one I go to, when I got my um, when I got my jab, they gave me a bit of paper and wrote something on it, and I put it in my top pocket. But then I sort of went on my way home. But sort of, you know, I, I was I was quite hot and bothered by the time I got home, and yeah. I, I sort of went to take the bit of card out of the the top pocket and and. You know, it's it's okay, but it had it been in there much longer, it probably would have started to dissolve because my the, the heat coming off my body yeah. from from it being a hot day with a big thick coat. Uh, I like jackets. So, yeah. I, I you know I like chance to dress up in jacket, not 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 necessarily ties, but you know sort of have like a like a denim shirt and a black jacket and you know just good parties. Go for a stage of having jackets, um, but I kind of wore the jack the jackets a bit as a as a Almost like a summer. I'm not sure about summer, but a, yeah. but a coat almost. Yeah. And again, I had badge. I had badges on it. They, they were just ones I bought, and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do with them, and they weren't really suitable for work. Yeah. So I sort of wore them as a casual jacket. Um. In the nineties, I went through phases. Of, well, you you remember my leather jackets in the nineties, don't you? Uh, um, yeah. I, I think there was one. Well. One that wasn't. Uh, there was one I bought. I think the first one I bought was the Marie Curie place in, or the can- the cancer place in. Catherine Street in 1991. I wore it for the Series E, the Blake 7 video that we did. Don't think that was quite good. So a later one was much better. Um, it can be seen on numerous episodes of Sutton Park. So I think, yes, I, I think the, the later um, jacket, leather jacket was much better. Yeah. Um, I got a leather jacket because the thing, again, I think in the late 90s, they were quite, my brother and I both quite, keen on having one and we went to the Lake District and we did some episodes of the Sutton Park in the Lake District um, and I think on the way we stopped at Marks and Spencers and my dad um, this was still the very end of sort of um, family holidays I suppose yeah. my brother was only was still at school and I went with them and um, and yeah, we went to Marks and Spencers and my dad treated us both to a leather jacket Blimey. which I wore for quite a long I can't imagine your time. dad approving of leather jackets yeah, don't know. Don't know. I remember your I, know, I remember your brother's leather jacket as well. Yes. But no, yeah. I, they, they were very much a mainstay for both of us in the nineties, weren't they? Um, yeah. And I used to army surp, long army surplus winter coats was the other thing I, I, I always used to wear in the nineties. Um, yeah, I'm not really tall enough for those sorts of coats. Um, no. Uh, or, or long or long Tom Baker scarves. <laughs> but you you got the. You've got the height. Oh, bless. <laughs> I, I, the thing is, though, I mean, I've, I, 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 I wasn't. I wore a top hat to my wedding, but I still wonder whether I might have been a bit too tall for it. But I'm, I don't know. But I mean, um, I also leather jacket wise. I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't be averse to you know if I found one at a reasonable price. 
I uh, I wouldn't be averse, and I, and I tried it on, and it looked okay. And, you know, wouldn't be averse to having one now. Um, I think I just wore them out. I think that was probably <laughs> it. I've, I, I, or maybe I just got too fat. I can't remember when I stopped wearing them now, um, mm. or whether I was still wearing them in the noughties when I was seeing Ali. Mm. Um, I don't know. Simply can't remember. Hello listeners, it is me, Cuthbert the Robot. We pause at this point of the episode before the gentlemen discuss their final series of words to play you something rather special. We have some new music for you. This time it is by our friend and listener Muffley, who has been a big supporter of this little show for quite some time. He has sent us a few audio messages in the last year so you've heard his voice, but we are hoping to record more with him soon. Anyway, he has plans for a podcast of his own, but it's all very top secret at the moment. He sent us this tune, which I think he'll be using on his new show, but he was keen for us to debut it here first. We're very excited to do so. The piece is entitled Marvivo, and here it is now. Once again, thank you to Muffley for allowing us to showcase it on the Shy Life podcast. Enjoy exclamation. Okay, well, we're coming towards the end of the show, so I think we should probably do one more word before we go. And I'm I'm going to... One for the road. Yeah, I think because some of the words 
we've just done one word it, sometimes it's been a little bit too limiting so I think possibly the way forward is to give us a choice of four and also and then choose one of them so at least because yeah. some of them are just too obscure <laughs> so I'll, yeah. I'll do I'll do four again and pick, and pick one um okay we've got it's, it almost sounds like some sort of bizarre dinner party but um we have uh clay lasso chicken and sausage yeah. Which was the other way round. <laughs> we have chicken, sausage, clay, and lasso. <laughs> Sounds like a very exciting dinner party. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've made you a clay, chicken, lasso. Um, I'm going to go for clay. Um, I one of my favourite things at infant school um, was apart from the Wendy House. I used to like the Wendy House. Uh, I, I would recommend Wendy Houses to anybody. Um, I was clay, doing stuff with clay. Now, two things, taking the clock back to 1975, the two things that were um, keen, I was keen on, were um, Doctor Who, which I was getting interested in, and oil tanks, you know, these kind of old-fashioned, chunky square oil tanks i noticed them on the end end of buildings and uh, for some reason it's kid logic uh I, I became interested in the different varieties i noticed there was one outside in our you know, outside the church you know which is just opposite us you we could see from the window there was a green one and there was a, a rusty red one round by the college and um i would it was ridiculous i used to get my mum to drive all around the, the the surrounding areas to see wh- whether we could find an oil tank and i used to call it uh, I, I almost did a sort of un- completely unnecessary inventory which for some reason i used to call the friendly tank list and I, I, I there was never a corresponding hostile tank list you know they're all friendly you know um, bizarre but anyway i in clay making i i made a clay model of the um the, the, the I suppose it was just outside the window, so I could see it. But uh, of the the oil tank in the in the churchyard, um, <laughs> slightly undemanding for a in shape for a for, for that. The other thing I made out of clay um, was the Nerva beacon from the Doctor Who Adventure Ark in Space, which was like a like a beacon. Well, it was a beacon, um, and um, it was later turned up as the uh, Ganymede beacon in um, uh, uh, Revenge of the Cybermen. So um, it was, it was, yeah, I, uh, although I, I couldn't remember the name of it, I used to call it the Belisha beacon. Um, but no, I, 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 I wish I'd kept it now. <laughs> I probably would have dried out and crumbled to dust long years ago, but uh, I did enjoy, I did enjoy working in clay uh, uh, at uh, junior, at uh, infant school. I don't think they ever let you lit near clay ever again after that. So. Yeah, my my um, association with with clay was relatively brief, um, but um, I actually have at least one item that still exists, which must be thirty five years old at least. Um, yeah, and I can see it as I sit here now. Uh, I, yeah, when I was at uh, that. Chaffing School, Chaffing Grove School, um, in Salisbury for a couple of years, 
I did manage to get into a sort of... I wasn't very artistic, but, you know, it wasn't without willing or interest. It's just that, you know, what I came out with wouldn't necessarily be that amazing. Or I needed more te- more sort of encouragement or more sort of assistance uh, from the teacher than, than <laughs> some people. But um, the good thing about it is that they did used to... They did properly... Um, stick what we'd made in in a kiln and let us paint them and things um and i think i made a couple of ashtray type things and i think at least one of them holds paper clips back at my parents house but the thing i'm watching is probably uh i don't i don't know i mean i guess it could i guess it might have even appeared in Sutton park at some point but but it's about the height of a small tomato ketchup bottle um and it's just like a, a figurine um, with a, a hand that sort of points out. And the other arm is sort of almost like a teapot. It, it, you, I don't know whether that other hand is shoved in a pocket or whether it's... Um, it, but it, 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 you're left with a loop which yeah. you could pick up. The, but it doesn't have a purpose. It's not a teapot. Um, um, and, and it has a little face, sort of... It's a little bit like a mixture between <laughs> Morph that was a... Who was a, who was a clay yeah. figure on kids TV, and that horrible Nestine Darling um, Terror of the Autons. Oh, yeah, Terror of the Autons. It's somewhere between yeah. the two. Um, you can well imagine it coming to life and strangling somebody, but it's managed. <laughs> it's survived since about 1985. Um, well, I imagine if it comes to life and strangle people, it has survived. Yes, but I mean, I mean, I mean, how how many people still have bits of pottery they made 35 years ago? I don't know. But, uh, I don't think I have, no. I, I, as I say, I think um, there is a bit of pottery that I think it's a cat on its back or some squiddly drawing of something or other. But there's an ashtray I think the mum had that was part of an art class. My, I suspect it was one of the art classes that Dad did when he was in the old manor. Um, so I think, I, yeah. yeah I, think, I think my, artist, my, my artistic endeavours are so few and far between that i have kept them to my bosom uh i, I have i have that that gentleman the clay creature and i have um a painting i did with oil well it wasn't really a painting because it was um it was done with oil crayon oil-based crayons of a scary blue s- a snowman and i've got that in a frame on my wall i can see that as well <laughs> that that's from a like even that's 10 years old now but uh, i went through a stage what? where, yeah. where um, I went out with somebody who was, you know, had had artistic moments and was had done a few quite interesting uh, artistic things. And we went through stages where we were going out where we we tried to do art. And I did a I, I did a few bits and pieces. And um, I mean, I, I do quite like to doodle when I'm, uh, but it's the difference between doodling and actually doing something that people might think was was uh, you know. I'm no August Evans, let's say. <laughs> uh, talking of those the, I mean the other words that we generated when I see the word lasso I always think of Wonder Woman's lasso of truth oh um, I always think of Wonder Woman too I mean yeah I, mean, um, I wouldn't mind I, I wouldn't mind being lassoed by, uh, by Wonder Woman uh, yeah. well I know that's you know she he, she breaks down barriers does, she does yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but no I, 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 there was a la- I suppose the only Lasso I've ever written for is when in a nineteen eighty Magnus editor called Deadlock of the Amusements where the the bad the re- reoccurring baddie gets lassoed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, how, how this character actually acquires a lasso technique when he's never shown any inclination of it before it, it just seemed a good idea at the time um, um, uh, but yeah. as far as chickens are concerned um, uh, uh, Troby Warren and I have been playing a lot of this computer game called Fortnite and you know serious people who like to play it you know, you can run around being serious, but you can also be very, very silly. Or and you can hire characters that are dressed just like giant chickens. <laughs> and and and, and uh, it did oh, get yeah. to a stage in the game where there was a, a friendly character who was a chicken. But then also, if you got to a certain level, you got because you can change your appearance. You can have lots of different. You know, you can go out dressed as an Amazon warrior, or, or or as a robot, or as you know. And as you get further on, you have more options they got to the stage where the chicken was also one of the one of the um one of the disguises of your opponents so sometimes you could be running around and, and you thought, oh is that the chicken i just hired or is that a baddie oh just a minute it's three chickens now <laughs> it can get quite uh, it can get quite you know, humorously uh, distracting <laughs> like oh what's going on there but, uh, yeah um, I, um, I chicken wise, I, I, I suppose uh, a significant chicken episode of uh, with Ali and I is um, the first film we ever went to see uh, at the cinema was Chicken Run. Mm. Uh, just a week or so after we've started seeing each other. Now she's a big uh, Great Escape fan, mm. uh, so she on one one occasion, I think on the Friday night, she took me to the cinema to watch Chicken Run. And on the Saturday night, she sat me down in front of the Great Escape and showed me all the bits that Chicken Run lampooned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, ideally, it should have been the other way round. Yeah. But no, I, I, I remember that particularly because um, uh, Ali was sort of so busy in uh, the, uh, the cinema showing me all the bits that were yeah. Great Escape. And uh, somebody, I did, somebody behind us did the perennial, you're talking all the way through this. <laughs> of course, um, uh, not quite chicken, but near enough. You, you uh, bequeathed me Ben the Hen. That was uh, I did. a yes. character. He, he uh, was a character from my editor, but obviously uh, the 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 one you bequeathed me was um, a knitted version of Ben the Hen that your mum had made. Yes, uh, that your yes, mum had made. Uh, I think mum mum made that about nineteen eighty. And um, she, I remember for ages the base was done and the head took ages and ages. But it was, I think it, it was more based on, I mean, then the head didn't look a bit like that. That was, you know, he's, he, uh, he was more robotic. Mm. Um, but Ben the Hen was originally played by a goose <laughs> uh, when I used to reenact the show, show, you know, the very, very early episodes. Uh, there was a kind of rather scraggy goose that, uh, toy that my sister had. Um, and she was, she was 17 at the time so she she long abandoned it and I think um, I that that was Ben the Hen because I didn't throw him around the room and he, he was floppy and but I think gradually it filtered through my and uh, canine had just come on as Doctor Who as well and I, I think it gradually filtered down to my brain that you know you, a, you, a hen couldn't do all these things so I, I yeah I made him a robot a few weeks later and um, well, I used to like playing the fiddle I seem to remember 
um, for one reason or another, I don't know, but maybe he played it to the farmer that created it, it but uh, I, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, then, debatable, yes. it's debatable as to whether, certainly the, the knitted version's finest moments probably came in the 90s when, when Lee made him a robotic costume to sit in. Um, he did. A very good it was too, and it actually he he when he did the magnet did a tribute uh, for the twentieth anniversary in nineteen ninety seven. He Ben appears uh, in the in the costume, and it's very well done. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was um, he was nothing but a purist, uh, Ali. Lee. He, he he really did try to make it as authentic as possible. And and, uh, and uh, Ben. ben, ben yes. Continues to sit in my bedroom, even to yes, three days. I'm delighted about that. Um, he doesn't uh, seem to yes, age. He doesn't seem. I don't think he's any. What he's been? What has he been with me for like twenty-five years now, or something? Yes, he's. He, it's a lot longer than than. I mean, when when did I? Bec- I bequeathed him to you. I think um, my second episode, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, which was January '93. In which time, by which time he was only thirteen years old, so he's he's been with you far longer than he was with me, um, I, and which is crazy. But he doesn't. Think about he it. doesn't look. He doesn't yeah. look his age, and he doesn't seem to get any more haggard or anything. No, like, some no. some bears seem to, or or toys seem to. The, the stuffing starts to, without even doing anything to them, the stuffing starts to degrade with inside them and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I think even then um, he was. And the last time he appeared uh, in either the main, I think he was in the the the, the pilot for Life After. But he, he never appeared in Life After because he, you know, we were all terribly. He wanted the series to be all terribly grown up, and and uh, re- I don't, you know, the the only ro- the the only robots we we had were murderous ones, or you know, sort of, but no, I, I yeah, I, he, there was no place for him in in. Um, I, I, he started appearing less and less as the magnetic. It was, it was difficult uh, to do. Uh, the the voice uh, that I did for him um, on Sutton Park was sort of tried to be squawky and talk, which wasn't necessarily that easy on my throat. <laughs> no, I, 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 the, the be- I, I, I don't. I didn't see the, the magnetic event as having any kind of. A voice attributes to it to a yeah, head. I don't, I don't um, think um, it was more like canine, you know, it's more like a more a robotic voice. I don't know that I could even do the bend the, bend the head voice now. Right? <laughs> yeah. I remember thinking, oh, <laughs> when I heard it, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wasn't quite expecting that. It was sort of like, <laughs> it was like a robot, it was like a robot Pam Ayers. It was sort of like Scrappy Doo, um, <laughs> Scrappy Doo mixed with Pam Ayers. <laughs> I, I, I would say Pamela's mixed with Benny Hill, yeah. you know, because they, they were that. You know that. Whilst trying to squawk. Yes, um, yes, it was kind not, of like, not, not, a bit like Pamela's transformed into a chicken. <laughs> I think that's what we've got time for this episode. So um, we've, we've we've certainly talked about a wide range of. Uh, we have, you know, we've gone into zones that other beers cannot reach. <laughs> other podcasts um, can't reach either. Other podcasts cannot reach. Yeah, and I, I, I keeps it fresh all the time. I'm sure we, we uh, can do another one of these in the future. But uh, uh, anyway, well, thank you very much, and uh, thanks thank for you. listening, listeners, and uh, um, join us again soon. We'll be back. Well, I'm not sure what we'll be doing next time. You'll just have to wait and see. Right. Okay. Bye bye for now. Bye bye.
the, the last word we're going to do for extra material is from uh, my bag of dice that we uh, we've mentioned before. Um, I'm going to put my hand in, and I've got a dice, and I'll put it. No, well, I'll roll it. I roll it. And okay, what is, what is that? It is a boat. A boat could be could be a. I would say more of a. No, I suppose it could be any. It could kind of not 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 a sailing ship, but it's just just a generic boat. Boat. Um. Yes, I can think of two things. Uh, do, you, do you want to start us this time? No, you you go. You go. Okay. Um. Well, I I kind of thought a uh, boat one bit, but um. When I was a wee lad, um, my mum used to collect for the lifeboat people. Next door but one uh, to us in the beaches was a guy called Robin Harris, who I don't know if he was a lifeboat man himself, but he was very, very heavily involved with the lifeboats. And mum used to collect it in this uh, plastic lifeboat, this little miniature plastic lifeboat, which used to fascinate me. Um in a lovely burnt orange as as lifeboats tended to be and whilst she was collecting down the road um she used to go door to door um which i think probably mercifully is is kind of frowned upon now um and she collecting for the lifeboat people and she used to take me along dressed in a sou'wester as as the as the cute <laughs> cute kid because <laughs> I was cute, but believe it or not, I was cute in those days. But um, and um, yes, in little Sou'wester, uh, holding this boat, <laughs> presumably looking pathetic, <laughs> sort of little fluish giver to the lifeboats, Mister. Uh, we've you know um, we tend to charity wise, we tend to sort of mix and match a little bit, and and you know, but lifeboats is is definitely on our radar, and I think. One of Ali's relatives was either her, I think her gran bought a lifeboat with the with her uh, some of her um, yeah. inheritance. Well, I've been uh, up to uh, when I've been up to Dunbar with Callum because um, that's the seaside. That's where his a lot of his family uh, came, came from. We used to go up there quite a lot, and um, one of my favourite shops in Dunbar is the the lifeboat um, shop. There's always lots of uh, trinkets and things to buy or yeah. postcards or cards and I think the lifeboats are hugely undervalued hugely underfunded considering the you know I I, I find I'm much more uh, not wishing to offend anybody I'm much more for um, you think people like uh, like that, that that actually go out and save lives rather than sort of military <laughs> which are you know sort of but you know so because they, they are volunteers and some of them do die and it's it's extremely brave of them um to do it for free you know i mean why haven't they got a, a life a, a, a professional lifeboat crew you know why why is it always volunteers i mean they i don't know maybe they do get paid i don't know but um but it's it's an incredibly valuable part of um any community and uh, echoing what you said about shops i have to say yes i always get a little bit excited about shop lifeboat shops i think um st ives springs immediately to mind they've got a good lifeboat shop and lifeboat shops are the only place where you can get 
um, a thing of beauty which is very rare these days, and that's a pound coin holder. Now, pound coin. Now, obviously, cash has had a, played a lot less of a part of our lives since COVID. But um, I, pound coin holders were all the rage when I was a kid, and uh, well, but not not so much when I was a kid, but when I started work, you know, and you had the the tall ones and the flick off ones, and you had the the circular ones. Um, Lifeboat stations are the only place you can get them now, and that and for me that's ludicrous because the times I've got uh, pound coin holders. Well, when I've been in a queue, I've been at the till. I've got pound coin holders out, and kids have said, "Oh, wow, that's a really good idea." You know, I thought, "Well, why did they ever stop them?" You know, they they really are useful. I, I've always got one in in my wallet, um, and uh, yeah, good good for. I mean, that's a minor point, but you know, good for lifeboat people. You know, and um, even now, I still get a sort of still the, the thought of the lifeboats. And the, the, that little boat I used to hold when I was a, a wee lamb, it still gives me the warm and fuzzies, I think. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. I think when it comes to me, I would say two two sort of points uh, or two memories or thoughts is one of them is something I'd like to do. I still, I've always kind of wanted to go on a cruise. Uh, um, I don't think I could have done it in my 30s because I was too, you know, uh, rushing around to places and being stuck on one place would have probably been... But but now it's sort of... I'm not even sure I'd have the energy to go on day trips and rushing around different things, but I would certainly give it a good go. And, and I think, you know, just from a podcasting point of view, uh, to have the changing environment and the changing things happening would be enough, would be... An, that, that would, Truly, you know, that would perfectly suit suit me now. But yeah. um, one of the ones that we've got is there's uh, a company that sort of goes around Scandinavia and it's, it's it's using a postal boat. I don't know if it still is a postal boat, but uh, um, or whether it used to be or what. Or anyway, um, but we've noticed since COVID, they now do quite a lot of trips from the UK up into the Scot- Scotland, up into the 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 and the Isle of Scilly and and. Well, and the the city isles and then or the scottish isles or over to ireland or yeah if i don't do the scandinavian thing it might be quite nice to go up to iceland or up to the top of uh, you know see the not you can do the northern lights and things um yeah so that, that's something I've, I've kind of always been quite interested in but uh my other memory would be one involving my dad and i in i think it was 98 or 99 um it was certainly at the turn of the year so maybe late 98 um 
and he and I went on on uh, what some people might call a booze cruise, but as you can imagine, a booze cruise with my dad <laughs> didn't involve either of us getting <laughs> drunk. Doesn't really actually. follow, really, does it? <laughs> no, we may we may have had a, a, an alcoholic beverage with our dinner, but uh, uh, we didn't get drunk. But um, but it it it, it was interesting because it's one of the only, I think it's the only time I can think of where he and I went away for a little trip, just he and I, and it has a sort of sad, sad backdrop uh, backdrop to it initially. But in a way, it's fitting that that uh, something nice also happened uh, because on the way to the harbour, we popped in. We saw Roger, who was in hospital, our oh, friend, yes. friend uh, our friend, our yeah. family friend, and uh, and that was the last time um, I yeah. ever saw him uh, because he was sort of uh, well, in a very sad place. Very poorly, wasn't yes. he? Yes. Um, but anyway, we 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 this was something that we did. The, the, uh, this plan, this trip to France was already planned. My dad and I, and uh, we went yeah. on a uh, on on a boat, like a ferry, which is, is very similar to the Dice, um, and uh, it looks very much like that that Dice that I rolled. And yeah. um, we had to, we slept overnight because I mean, when I think of going on ferries to like the Isle of Wight or. Or um, even when I've been from like the Channel Islands to uh, San Malo and things like that, they're very quick journey. The, the idea it, it just doesn't seem like you could, you know, have to sleep on a boat. But I guess we went quite late. We probably sailed at midnight and arrived at five or six, so we probably didn't get a proper night's sleep. Obviously, it's a car ferry, so um, and, and I guess we went to some supermarkets. I don't remember that bit. I just remember going around some French towns. I remember going into a, a lovely church. And although it was December, and this will be captured by Sutton Park, you know, I remember the, the the lovely sun coming through the stained glass windows, and um, and it being sort of, yeah. you know, you couldn't have asked for a better, you couldn't ask for better weather, particularly that time of year. Um, any time of year, I mean, it probably was cold, but I don't. In December, you don't really remember if it's cold, if it's sunny. Uh, no. Uh, and and uh, yeah, of course, I was doing Sutton Park. Lapping up the locations, of mm. my own personal driver would take me to some nice locations. When we were waiting to get the ferry back, we had went to some restaurant and it was like there were lots of little. I don't know if they were prawns or if they were smaller than prawns, but they were in their shells and we were like, "Are we supposed to eat the shells? <laughs> or are, we, are we supposed to?" You know, they looked like there were hundreds of them on the plate. They were. Sm- are we supposed to sit here and pick the shells off a hundred prawns <laughs> and get a tiny bit of prawn each? We really weren't quite sure how you ate them in this case because mm-hmm. you know it's not like eating giant these massive shrimps with or lobsters where you have to pull things yeah. off. And um, but uh, yeah, I remember us having that and then coming back. But so it was sort of one of the the few times I ever did anything like that with my dad. Um, sort of. Are very gentrified booze crews. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- yes. Oh, that's quite nice. I'd forgotten about that. Uh, t- and also, yeah, nice that it fell into the time when I, when I had, um, yeah, I had my video camera going and, and was able to, to save that part of the, the trip. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think some of the audio of that has appeared on episodes of the Charlotte podcast, but, uh, uh-huh. uh, and maybe there might be one or two bits on. On YouTube, but uh, now, now, uh, now turn to that bit on your yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my thoughts about the ferry yeah. or the boat, for want of a better word. Yeah. I think we'll have yeah. to. I think we'll have to do uh, more dice um, 
Yeah. 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 Certainly, I mean, obviously, that's a bit limited because there's only how I many six, six sides, six sides, and ten dice. So there's sixty words. I suppose it's quite a lot. That's why. Yeah, I'm going to say, um, it's, it's, especially if the internet goes down. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the internet goes down. We won't be able to talk at all. I suppose. Uh, I just have to. I just have to text you. Talk about boats for ten minutes, and I'll talk yeah. about it. Texty, texty, texty. All my thumb. Yeah, there's nothing I like better is when another new episode of the Shy Life Podcast comes out. <laughs> Boy, I hope Nick Goodman is on this episode. <laughs> That was a wonderful episode. 550. 150. That's all we got time for, folks. <laughs> <laughs>